Hello and welcome to the Plus Podcast coming you from Barcelona, Spain. We're here as part of the uh, Imaginary Barcelona Conference, which has brought together a group of people involved in running a series of exhibitions throughout Spain based upon the Imaginary Mathematics Exhibition. And the first person we spoke to was Anna Hartskopf, one of the coordinators of Imaginary. The goal of the Imaginary project is to show that mathematics is beautiful and uh, to enable everybody to, to experience this beauty of mathematics. Because it's not like normally the joy of mathematics comes over understanding. First you've got to understand and then you have fun. This is something that every pupil knows, like I hate maths, uh, but when I understand then it might be fun. This is a very common thing people might say, but here it's the way around. People first see it, like it, and then they play around, and after playing they're developing their own questions. And then they want to understand, and then finally they understand something. And this is like the, the very basic principle of imaginary. So it's a series of beautiful images of mathematical surfaces. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the images or perhaps how they're made? And they're made with the program Surfer, which is um, a program that um, calculates the, the surface to every formula in real time. So you can type in each formula you like and then it solves the equation and gives back the formula, uh, the, the form, and then you see it, and you can also um, manipulate the existing formulas and, and just play around, like when you have a square and then you make it a cube, and then uh, you can see what happens. So as part of the exhibition itself, can you try out manipulating the equations? Yes, yes, we have the program there. It's uh, on an interactive whiteboard, so you can kind of really touch it with your fingers. You can touch the the whiteboard and um, play around with it and the most of the pictures I've done was this program. So um, I think one thing I thought is quite interesting is the some of the surfaces are incredibly complex and obviously hold very sophistical mathematics um, but some of the surfaces um, really make you conjure up images of the, the, the famous one is the lemon it looks it's a mathematical surface that looks exactly like a lemon um, is that part of the idea is to select surfaces that reflect both deep mathematics but also ones that maybe conjure up shapes that we're familiar with in everyday life yes definitely uh, the the ones that are like the lemon or those more artificial artistic, the, the more artistic um, pictures, um, they are made just to show you the beauty of mathematics and, and they are, it's on purpose, they have not complicated formulas because you can see that it's just a little bit you don't understand in this formula, that it differs just a little bit for example from a parabola and something beautiful comes out. And on the other hand we want to show like what's contemporary um, research and this is this, this um, these pictures of the um, world record surfaces and they measure the, the world record of singularities and this is a there's still there are open questions that are explained by these pictures very quickly and uh, this is of course what we want to show too. So what's the plan with Imaginary? It started in Germany originally but it's since spread over the world. 
It is a project by the Mathematical Research Institute Oberwolfach, which is one of the most um, worldwide known uh, mathematical research institutes. And it was um, founded for on, on the occasion of the German Year of Mathematics in 2008. And it was um, traveling around Germany, and it was very successful. And um, very early, people um, began to copy everything. They, they copied the whole exhibition. and. The thing is that all our pictures are done with the computers and so they are not unique like normal pictures. Like you can really copy them and the, the copy is uh, has the same value than the original. There's really nothing in copying it and so the idea is to copy the exhibition. And um, so after the, the classical traveling exhibition it became a spreading exhibition because it's copied and, and the idea is that everybody can do it by himself. And so school classes do it for their schools, and uh, but but even big institutions do it, like um, the, the Deutsche Museum in Munich. They have their own imaginary exhibition, which is there now. I'm here at the Imaginary Barcelona exhibition with one of the organisers, Sebastian Jambot. Um, can you tell me about what we're looking at? I am just looking at uh, a few mosaics that are called hydraulic pavements because of the way they were made and this is what was popular in the houses as an ornament of the floors. They're pretty. They're very beautiful and mathematically they are interesting because of the symmetries I suppose. That's right. Uh, this, this is why I called it an aperitif of the exhibit because then we have the, the, the interactive uh, blackboard doing mosaics and can do these and many others. Shall we go and have a look inside? Yes. So we're at the, the interactive whiteboard at one end of the yes. room. And uh, this is an interactive blackboard. You can put the cell uh, just interactively with your finger and then you can choose a color, for example, this one. Do you like this one? And then you can take a, a brush, uh -huh. let's say this one. And then you can just draw, for example, this. And when you draw on one tile, you draw on every tile in and the tessellation. every tile yeah. according to the pattern. That, according uh, to the group that you've chosen. Yes. So you've got the 17 wallpaper groups there. These are you? the 17. You have yeah. the, the series of P1 mm -hmm. with, without symmetries, without yeah. and possible symmetries. Mm -hmm. So for example, what does P1 mean? Remember that P1 was, it was just uh, the pattern you, you draw mm. repeated. Yeah. As if you're you, lying yes. tiles. Me, yes. Now if you do the PM, M means mirror. Mm -hmm. So it's a reflection around the line. So that's got one line of reflection. That's right. Yeah. You can see it by this, this thing. Ah. Okay. So you can explore all the different possible two-dimensional yes. symmetries with, with this... Uh, this is interesting because uh, people knew from a long time ago that they could produce 17 symmetry patterns when doing wallpaper, wallpaper designs. This is, for example, in La Lambra, there are the 17 possibilities already. So all 17 of these types of symmetry are in the Alhambra? Are in the Alhambra. Which is from centuries ago. Well, the, the Alhambra is from the Middle Ages. Yeah. So. And then, 
in the, at the end of the 19th century, somebody proved that there are no more. So this is the other interactive whiteboard yeah, we've got? This has interactivity directly, finger interactivity, mm. let's say. It's like it magic. Moving this and, uh, and changing the colours. So you're playing with one of the surfaces that's this part one of the, of the surfaces that you mm. can choose several. Once, once you have um, any, any one of these things, you can play, and this is not, not, it's a little bit more than finger interactivity, mm. it's brain interactivity, mm -hmm. which means that you can edit the equation and then replace this by other numbers, and then you have a sudden change in the wow. equation. And, and this is what yields you creativity because yeah. uh, it somehow it entices you into changing the equation yeah. and finding out what happens. So you can explore, I mean for a start what's amazing is that you see an incredibly beautiful form and then you see that there's an equation that, that created that form but then you can actually change the equation and right. then see the result of your... Immediately. Immediately, that's fantastic. So do you, do you have a favourite surface in the exhibition? Is there one that you think is particularly significant or particularly um, beautiful? Not exactly one because uh, each, each gallery has its own possibilities mm. but for example in the case of record surfaces I think that one of the best stories is the, this uh, sextic of Bart. Mm -hmm. Bart was already uh, a professor in Erlangen who was not uh, let, let, let me say like this he was not exactly young and everybody believed that the maximum number of singularities for six-degree equations was 64 for a long time. Mm. And then he produced one with 65, yeah. and he proved that there were no more. Yeah. And, uh, and this is this beautiful thing. It is very beautiful shape. Huh? Very beautiful shape. So could you try and explain what, what you mean by degree three, degree four? Now, degree means that the number of variables, the maximum number of variables you take in this sub-expressions. Right. So for example x, x squared times y is degree 3. Because you've got three variables multiplied together, x and, x, and, and itself x and, and y. a y. Right. Yeah. And in this, another very interesting feature is that uh, people can print the, the work they have produced here and then the printing produces two copies, one that is supposed to be uh, to be in this, uh, how do you call this? Blackboard. A pinboard. And they are, they are uh, suggested to put a title and uh, saying name and uh, where they come from. And then the other one is to take home. And if they want, they can uh, upload it into, the, into the, the, the competition, the surfer competition, which will be decided here uh, at the end of June. So these surfaces that we're looking at, a series of beautiful coloured surfaces, are things that people visiting the exhibition have made themselves. Yes. And so what would your, you've got the competition is closing soon, but what are you going to judge it? How, how, what are you looking for in these we surfaces? We are looking into some uh, originality in the mathematics, having seen that they have worked a little bit and that they get the sense of producing something driven by mathematics. Yeah. Like this thing, you know, uh, you see the symmetry here, you see. This guy at least has seen something well, in the mathematics. I'm glad they've called it caramel because it looks exactly like a sweet in a sweet wrapper, doesn't a it? A caramel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, this is one point, and the other point is, of course, that it has some beauty. This is more subjective, but uh, and uh, when we have uh, selected 
things that have some sort of uh, mathematical content, some sort of mathematical originality, and some sort of beauty, this will be handed into great people, you know, like a big writer like Jorge Wagensberg, is a science writer, is the director of the Science Museum here in Barcelona. People like, I don't know, writers, uh, and these people will select out of those. Of whom, beauty. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so this is one of the examples of the interactive elements of the exhibit. And um, why, why did you, what do you think the imaginary exhibition has brought to Barcelona and why did you, why did you think it was important to, to set about bringing the exhibition here to Barcelona? I think it, it was, the pattern is the same as it has been going on in the other sites, in the other cities, which has been, uh, Barcelona is the 12th, well, in addition to the two that we had in uh, the science museums in Madrid and Barcelona. But uh, I believe that uh, the, main, the main line that attracts people is that it's non-threatening. So it's a, a relation between mathematics and art, nominally. And then, indeed, you can uh, see beauty all around coming from mathematics or seeing the mathematics out of some beauty. Uh, paintings or, or, or sculptures or, or um, buildings uh, and this non-threatening makes the people love it mm. in groups or alone and interactivity because then in, in interactivity uh, produces an experience that is very rich at the end. Um, I'm here with Mercedes Siles and Pedro Reyes, who were both involved in the Imaginary exhibition in Malaga. Um, one of the things that struck me about Imaginary is the way that each city has made the exhibition their own. Can you tell me about what you did with the exhibition in Malaga? Yes, uh, we, we had the, this exhibition jointly with two more exhibitions. Uh, the first one called the Taste of Mathematics and the second one called uh, Parallel Universes Dialoguing. And uh, the idea is, was to, to show the interaction between mathematics and cookery and on the other hand to show that uh, emotions are inside mathematicians and are inside people working with art like uh, chefs and, or mathematicians, as I have said. And what, what, how did you make that in connection initially between mathematics and cookery? Uh, this was because we like very much mathematics. Uh, we work with mathematics and on the other hand, uh, we, we like cookery and tasting food and, and so on. You know that in Spain is really important. So it's in our culture. Both things are in our cultural things for us. So we, they are inside, inside us, inside our culture. So we thought that we, we should show that they are outside also. So this was the way. And how did you do it? You worked with a chef at a restaurant. Yes, Pedro and me worked with the chef and with the team and it was an incredible experience because one of us uh, gave an idea and then the, the other one speak about this idea and explore new ways of doing things and, and, and so so was really <laughs> incredible. So uh, Pedro, your images of the um, food that they created inspired by the mathematical, the geometric structures were, were beautiful. Um, can you tell us a bit about 
what the chefs created? What, what, how did they interpret the mathematics? From the point of view of mathematics, I think it's she says that the, the chefs discovered that maths are in, in his own world. So mm, they, we, we show them the, the images and immediately, in the, since they are very creative, then they started to think what ingredient to take, what shape to, to use and so on. So mm, this, he says that this is a, well, creativity, is in is, is all over and they discovered that maths were in, in the kitchen so when they are cooking when they are using the formulas or even when they need to to, to, to say what the need is of meat of everything so it was a really discovery for them to find maths inside the kitchen so you really did discover a parallel between the two the two approaches of cooking and of maths. Descubrimos un paralelismo entre cocina y matemáticas. En el yo insistiría que en el proceso de creación, en el proceso de desarrollo es donde está el paralelismo. In the in the creative process is a complete parallelism uh, as you can as you can guess. Because when loneliness to create something new, then when you are thinking about one idea you have in, in your mind, then when this idea explodes and appears, both both are the same the same ways. When when you want to get success or when you want recognition, then when you are afraid because you have finished something and you think that there is you are not being able to create something new. So there is a complete parallelism in the creative process. So I'm here nearly at the end of the last day of our conference uh, with Andreas Matt, one of the organizers and coordinators of the Imaginary Project. Um, Andreas, we've sort of heard from people about what Imaginary is, that it's this series of beautiful images and this interactive software that people can use. Um, what, what, what sort of changed in how you operate from when you started? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning we were organizing exhibitions. I went there to mount an exhibition. And then people asked if they can copy the exhibition, for example, at the school. And we said, yes, of course, why not? <laughs> Just print the pictures yourself and you copy it. So um, we went over from doing exhibitions ourselves to coordinating um, exhibitions that were held remotely. So it was like supervising other, other exhibitions or motivating people to do their own exhibitions. And actually, this, this is a nice thing. If you ask people, um, simple question, do you want to go to an exhibition or do, do you want to make an exhibition? If you ask young people or, or interested people, they would always say, I want to make an exhibition. The same with the museum. It's much nicer to make a museum than to go to a museum. So the whole idea of making your own exhibition developed into this, we call it a living exhibition or spreading exhibition. So in different countries, people just took our contents, added new material, did translations, whatever, and produced the exhibition on site. And so, so where, where at the moment, can you give us a kind of snapshot of where Imaginary is around the world at the moment? Where, where is the exhibition at the moment? Yeah. I mean, it's here in Barcelona, just next, next to myself. Then in two days it will be open in Serbia, in Belgrade. 
Um, there's a school project right now happening in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. And there are projects, well, and there's one exhibition in Coimbra, in Portugal, at the moment. And there's another project planned for Portugal. And, and there are projects planned at the moment in Germany, in Pakistan, in China, in different countries in South America, in Colombia, for example, in Panama, in Venezuela. And we just had a big exhibition in Moscow last week. So it really is in all the corners of the globe now, really. It's, it's really, it's really nice. Also, this, this, the community. I mean, you, you have a lot of languages. We had just to do the, the, the surfer program in, in Portuguese, Russian, and Serbian just in two months. And it's, it's, it's really nice how it's spreading. And then the good thing is that that you have some, you have a lot of new ideas, a lot of new people, and this, of course, motivates you more. And then you have this kind, kind of local ambassadors or coordinators, and they just take over the project. And that's that's the nice thing. I mean, it 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 goes well with our open open approach. And people would ask, yeah, but they they are going to steal your things or what you cannot control. But it's the other way around. I mean, they always add new things that we can then reuse for other exhibitions. For example, we have a big, like there's a, a museum in New York. They're interested in having imaginary, and there's another big uh, science park in Argentina. They they want to put something. So it's it's really it's really nice. It's, yeah. And what um, you were talking about, you're trying to build a new sort of platform so that um, this process of sharing the exhibition and the contents will be even more open. Um, how, when are you planning to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's, it's always interesting. You are in the presence and then you, the next step is not, it started probably a little bit before. So if you, if you look what will be the next step, and that's what we, we try to look a little bit forward. So. We were doing exhibitions, we were helping others to do exhibitions. Suddenly other people are doing exhibitions and creating new content. So what is the next step is to open it up to all types of fields of mathematics, to all types of other exhibitions, and to use the core, the core ingredients that we have, this kind of openness, the interactivity, the participation, to offer services for, for all types of modules. For example, next year will be the year of mathematics of planet Earth. And we're just organizing a, a contest competition for modules of a new exhibition where the content is related to the mathematics behind the climate system, behind transport systems, and people are, are called to participate, to create their own modules, there are even prizes, awards, and these modules will then go to many partner museums in the world. So the next step is exactly this kind of meeting point or hub for all types of, of interactive math exhibits that people contribute and then that, that go through our network. So if someone's listening and they're intrigued by the idea of imaginary, um, what, what can they do? How can they experience imaginary? I mean, um, there is of course the website with the virtual material, but I would always ask, I mean, maybe you just contact us, let's, let's talk. It's always nicer, we can, we can do a Skype conference or something, and then maybe you want to, want, want to do an exhibition on yourself, maybe you want to organize a, a, a surfer picture art competition, or maybe you just want to use the, the programs and send us your creations. Or if you're a programmer, you can help us. If, you, if you're a coordinator, you can help us. There, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to do. So no matter who you are, whether you're a child at school, a teacher, someone just interested in maths, you can get involved in the project. Yeah, I mean, we had birthday parties of six-year-old child at the exhibition, and my grandmother also likes the exhibition. <laughs> so it's fine. Everybody's welcome. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this Plus podcast, and I'm sitting in the dying sunlight of the day in Barcelona Airport, waiting to catch the plane home. 
and it's been great coming to Barcelona and seeing the imaginary exhibition and meeting all the people involved. If you'd like to find out more about Imaginary, you can find it on www.imaginary.org and you can find out all about mathematics and art at plus.maths.org. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.